Welcome to POV, You're My Therapist. Uh, This is the podcast where I vent, you listen, and you do not get paid. Very sorry about it. Um, This week's episode was supposed to be about dating, and I am too emotionally charged up to record it. Um, I recorded about 45 minutes, and I just really almost cried like 17 times. So we're not going to do that because we love ourselves. And I was just really spiraling. I was spiraling on tape. It's amazing. Um, so my lacy drive will have blackmail material is what I'm trying to say. Um, I had a lot of zingers. It was really funny. I hope I remember those jokes when I'm in a better mental state and when I need to record that because I was going to record it. And I had every intention of it being fun and light and funny. And instead, I just fucking was stifling my cries for like 45 fucking minutes. So we're not going to talk about anything that has to do with dating or love or connection. Because simply put, I don't know how to connect to people. What what would you like me to say, babes? That's what that whole 45-minute cry fest was about. Um, So we're going to talk about something that requires a lot less... uh, emotional stuff. Um, which like, as I'm saying that I'm wondering if that has a lot to do with how emotionally unavailable I am. And I think it does that the moment something gets emotional, I have to like, stop it. If that's the case, we're going to pretend I didn't say that. Um, I'm touching the front of my head because I'm wondering if I look ugly right now. And I'm wondering if I have two little trundles hanging down my face, if I will look more attractive. That's, <laughs> that's why we're going to talk about body image today. Is, was I right? Let me look. Am I right? Do I look good? I don't know. Let's see. Oh, I look cute. Okay. I did the TikTok trend where you put the four white things on the corners of your eyes I don't feel like I'm seducible or I look like I could seduce anybody, but like, whatever. I look cute, I guess. Um, I had a really cute shirt on that I took off to put on this sweatshirt and now I look like I'm wearing pajamas, but it's okay. So, um, yeah, so I've been going to the gym for a really long time. Yeah. That being said, but I'm not going to lie the last month with all the stress I've been going through and with all like my emotional state has been at an all time low. Love that. Love that for me. It's beautiful. It's been at an all time low. So I have been eating like shit. So I recently got my shit back on track and, um, and I'm trying to like, you know, get control of my life so that, so that I don't enter a new year feeling this way still. Um, but that being said, I've been going to the gym for a year now. And let me tell you something. So there's this man at my gym. I have a lot of gym crushes. Okay. Because as a woman who just cannot get into a relationship to save her life, who will probably die alone. Um, and this is something I said in the podcast, the dating episode. And you know, what? if I repeat the joke later, I don't give a fuck, but I'm going to tell it now. So I don't fucking forget. Um, my friend called me. So you understand how single I am, you guys. Just really, like, just, just get the taste. My friend called me and immediately as I picked up, I literally began to tell her that I could not talk right now because I was on, 
I was watching an Instagram, on, not Instagram, I was watching a TikTok live. The fortune teller I had paid to tell me if I would find this here was live. And I needed to see what the fuck her answer was. And my friend could have been in a burning house. She could have been dying. This could have been her last rites. I would not have known because I had paid the fortune teller and I needed to know. And I told my friend this and she was like, and you need to watch for your turn. I was like, yep. She was like, okay, got it. Bye. Um, The fortune teller said I would find love this year. Do I believe her? No, because unless this man is going to fall from the fucking sky, I don't see it happening. Uh, Would love to believe that. Not going to disappoint myself by believing that. So, um, anyway, so as a chronic singler, what I do to cope is, of course, I make relationships up in my head that it's all about the fantasy vibes. It's all about the fantasy. For a long time, it was Harry Styles. Oh, yeah. Long time. High school? Me and Harry were in a six-year relationship. Do you understand? Six years. We had two kids, Darcy and Nebraska. Yes, I named my child Nebraska. Her name was Nebby. Very close to Nub. Nubby. But we had two daughters, um, Darcy and Nebraska, who lived a beautiful life. Uh, he began a career later on as a painter. It, we lived a good life. Great life. Um, so Harry really was my first long-term relationship. And then uh, after Call Me By Your Name, it was Timothy. And Timothy and I, we met in uh at Cannes at the Cannes festival my film was premiering and he was there of course he was and we met and we just absolutely fell in love yeah what began as a one night stand turned into an all life stand yep me and Tim Timmy Tim Tim so So, Timothy was my second long-term relationship. This guy at my gym, we're going to call him Jesus, okay? Because he looks like Jesus, okay? His, his, his hair is long. He's brown. He's got beautiful brown eyes and a nice, full, thick beard, right? And he's just built. His body is just, ah, oh, his body is so nice. Like, I never really cared about a man's body, until I saw him and I was like, oh my God, like looking at him and like, he takes really good care of his skin, like all of his skin, like his, his skin, you know, like he takes really nice care of his skin and looking at him, I'm like, oh my God, like, it's like when you open, <laughs> not me prematurely laughing at my joke. It's like when you open a new thing of country crock butter. And you see how smooth that butter is, and then there's a dollop girl that's looking at him and like, I swear to God, I've not been able to verbalize it until this moment. He feels looking at him feels like opening a new thing, a country crock butter. Bitch, that's about the most country thing I will ever say in my life. That's what he looks like. That's what Jesus makes me feel. Okay? So anyway, so me and Jesus, um, <laughs> last year when I first started going to the gym like we were going around the same time and one time he we he introduced himself to me and he was like you have a really beautiful smile I fumbled the bag I fumbled the bag yes I did he told me I had a beautiful smile and I pussied I pussied all the way out 
And I said, thanks. And I went about my business because I was scared. I was scared. And then I remember telling my friend that. And she was like, you stupid bitch. She was like, you need to take him off of the pedestal and treat him like he's a fucking person. And I was like, oh my God, the vibes are so right. So, but anyway, so that, that was the first time I met Jesus. Okay. And then recently I was at the gym and I noticed I was looking at him too much. But this was on a good day because I was having a good body day. My inflammation all the way down. I was, as a fat girl, I was looking skinty, honey. I was looking good. My braid was cute. Like it was touching like the peak of my ass. Like it was a good day for me. You know what I'm saying? And my outfit was on point. I just looked good. So um, I kept looking at him and I, I kept accidentally, we were, we were, I want to believe we were looking at each other. I don't know if that's the case. But he was looking at me, I was looking at him, and then I was like, this is too much. So I said to him, I said, um, I'm sorry, do I know you? Knowing damn well. I know him. I know his name. I know everything. Because this is the thing, before COVID, I was going to the gym, and then COVID happened, and I didn't go for a while, and then I started going again this year. So it was like a long time in between, enough for me to have forgotten him. You know what I'm saying? I very much use that to my advantage. So... Um, I was like, I'm sorry, do I know you? You look so familiar. And he was like, yeah, actually you do. We've met before. And I was like, have we really? And he was like, yeah, I met you in that room over there. Like, he was like, I told you you had a nice smile. And like, he was, he remembered a lot. He remembered a lot. And I was like, oh my God, that's so crazy. I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't remember. Lies. I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't remember. Um, I have really bad memory. And he was like, oh, it's okay. Like I have really bad memory too. He was like, I can't remember shit. And I was like, okay. And he was being all flirtatious and shit. And then he started like telling me about what he does for work and all of that. And I was just like, oh my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretending I forgot everything. And then he was like, well, um, he was like, well, my name is so-and-so. It's really nice to meet you again. And I was like, yeah, it's super nice to meet you. And that was the last time I saw him, and I have not seen him since. But, like, I just want a round of applause. Clap, 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 For me. Because I played that off really well. I played that off really well. I really did. Okay? Girl, that was the first time. Uh, I wouldn't say first time. But, like, every once in a while, I flirt with a guy that, like, you know, I'm just flirting, like, because I can, and because I know they will let me, but that was the first time that, like, I really flirted with somebody, like, extremely attractive, who, like, if he asked me on a date, I'd be panicking, because I would have to, if he asked me on a date, I would have to cancel before he could ask me on the date, because I'd be too self-conscious to go, I'd just be fucking wigging out, like, he was just so fine, like, Jesus, Jesus asked girl anyways so i haven't seen him since oh yes i did i saw him a couple of days ago i was on the fucking stairmaster dying dying looking like a wet rat dying and he came up to me and wanted to have a conversation i was like i'm really sorry but i can't i can't do the thing now i can't even breathe (laughs) you want me to sit here have a combo but but you know what looking at him when he was up close I had thought like he was like early 30s. It's giving 50s now, but he's still fine though. I still have his babies. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, um, what was the point of that? I don't know what the point of that was, but I will follow up by saying that the, yesterday I went to the gym and it was a no bones day. Actually, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you these two things. Was it a no bones day yesterday? 
It was a no bones day yesterday because I had a fucking meltdown. It was a no bones day yesterday and I went to the gym and you know what the fuck happened? I was wearing an ugly fit. I was wearing such an ugly outfit. It's not ugly per se. I just feel ugly in that outfit because like the leggings don't hug my ass the way they need to. And I just feel like it's a waste of butt cheek when I wear those leggings. So I don't like to wear them. And the moment I walked up to the gym, this, (laughs) this guy, I, I think like I froze. I froze. This tall, like 6'4", blonde man. My heart is like beating fast. What the heck? He was, he held the door open for me. And I stuttered. I stuttered. I stuttered, okay? I knew my day was only going to go downhill from there. And it did, okay? Um... I left the gym and I had an emotional meltdown. And then today, the pug also had no bones. And I went to the gym. I didn't like my outfit. My headphones died. And I left my hair tie and my water bottle at home. And that's not a big deal. But the big deal is there's a boy at the front of the counter that I think is really hot. And I'm scared to talk to him. And he doesn't talk to anybody. He does not talk at all. It drives me nuts. He doesn't fucking talk. Yesterday, and I think today, was the first time I ever heard him talk. And he's been working there for like a year. He just doesn't fucking talk. Anyways, he doesn't talk to anybody. Not just me. No one. So yesterday, I had to go up to the counter. Not yesterday, today. I had to go up to the counter. And there's like one of the guys that I'm friendly with. So I needed to talk to him, but I forgot his name. And... Because my headphones were fucking dead. And honestly, I was just about to go home. So I had to ask this fucking kid who doesn't talk twice. Once for a rubber band. And then the second time, if he could plug my phone into the outlet. Not my phone, my headphones into the outlet. And by the time I finished talking to him and asking him what I need to ask, I was like, he knows. He knows that because I asked for a rubber band and because I asked him to charge my phone, he knows that I have a crush on him and now I just have to leave. He knows. He saw it in my eyes. He saw it in my eyes. Um, Obviously, that's not the case. But that was a small preface on my gym environment. I'm surrounded by hot guys, okay? That um, does it make me feel good about myself. No. Not really. Um, But for the last year, I've been, like, going to the gym. And, you know, trying to get myself... Honestly, I don't really give a fuck about my health. Um, Let's be honest. I do, kind of. Because, like, I... It's really... Like, it's sad. Because, like, I don't want to be, like, 50. And, like, it gets harder. It gets fucking harder. I thought it was a joke when they said that when you turn 25, your body changes and shit is not working the way it's supposed to. This fucking train is going by again. I thought that that was a joke. I thought, like, people were being dramatic when they said that. No, it's true. Ever since I turned 25... My periods have been trying to murder me once a month. It is literally attempted murder. I wish I could charge myself with attempted murder, but I can't because I am myself. I've had, I've never had cystic acne in my life. She's turning up, turning the fuck up. I'm about to close the door. What was I talking about?
but I can't remember where I was in the conversation. But anyways, um, where was I? Okay, new topic, I fucking guess. Anyway, so this week in particular, my body dysmorphia has... Is it dysmorphia if you're actually fat? That's a good question I think we need to ask ourselves. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's mean, but who is it mean to? It's mean to me. Um, yeah, no, I really hated how I looked this week. Like some weeks where like, I just feel like the prettiest girl on the fucking planet, but then there's other weeks where I just like, I just don't. I avoid all mirrors. I just don't look that direction. The topic of this podcast episode is about um, body dysmorphia, but I don't feel like I'm in the right mental state to really talk about it. So I'll talk around it because I don't know. I feel not, I don't know, but I watched this guy, his name is Heinz and he's like, he talks about things in hindsight because I guess like he's you're never really through your healing journey but he's a good way along and he's at the stage where he's able to like talk about things that affected him and give good advice am I at that place yet I definitely don't think so should you be taking advice from me absolutely not I am vending this was happening here and if you relate to it I'm really happy and I'm happy that you can feel at home here and feel not so alone but I'm not giving advice. I don't think I'm in a place where I should be giving advice to anybody simply because I need help vibes. I'm suffering. (laughs) Life is hard. Life is kicking me in, not even kicking me in the ass. Like she's literally, she's got a spiked shoe on. She got a spike. She's wearing one of those, um, you know, those Mexican cowboy boots that are really long and pointy. And that's what she's kicking me in the butt with. Okay. So to say that I could look at you positively and give you genuine advice would be a lie. And I'm pretty sure like any other day of the week, I could have faked being genuine and positive and excited and optimistic. But right now, not so much. Like I started this podcast episode by saying that I had to re-record because I was having an emotional breakdown and I'm still kind of having it. Um, I took like a two second break because the train was going by and I just, I, 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 this is we're at the bottom right now we're like not excited not that we're not excited it's just like my i cannot pretend to be optimistic at this moment so we're gonna talk about things around body positivity and my body positivity around body image um and not so much about the topic itself because if i were to talk about the topic i'd probably talk I don't know. I feel like I just wouldn't give insightful thoughts right now. Um, I can tell you where I'm at, where I'd like to be. I would like to be in a, in a day or so. I would like to be looking in the mirror and feeling like a hot bitch. Do I feel like that right now? Not so much, but I will say like, I feel like this right now. I know it's temporary. And I think that's an important thing of all of this is knowing that it is temporary. And like, I know I'm going to feel like this for a couple more days, but I know it's not going to be forever. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a couple more days and it might be a week or so. Uh, I hope it's not. But I know that it's not permanent and that it's not forever. And I think that matters. Okay. Because once things start feeling permanent and forever, that's like when hopelessness starts to set in. And I've done a really good job at avoiding that. And I I, I, I refuse to feel hopeless again. 
But, um, but I do find that, like, once I've had a long span of time where, like, I'm not feeling positive about myself or, like, my body, my brain, like, kind of goes on autopilot and not like I zone out or anything, but my brain goes on autopilot and starts to put in measures to protect myself from myself. So, um, without really realizing it, like my, my cravings shut off, like after a month of like eating like shits and I, I mean, honestly not shit. Cause like what is shit to me is not shit to the average American that what I eat looks pretty healthy to the average American. But for me, I know it's shit. Cause I know it's a bunch of stuff that just doesn't work with my body. I've been eating, eating gluten is eating shit to me. So I've eaten gluten a couple times. And for that, I feel like I've eaten like shit. Um, cause I know what it does to my body and I know that makes me feel like shit emotionally though, makes me feel splendid. But, um, but without even realizing it, like my brain just like kind of stopped craving it and it's like protecting me from the aftermath of that. Cause like, it doesn't mean no good. Like one, it makes my tummy want me feel awful. Like it makes me feel awful. And also it makes me feel, not only does it make me feel awful, but it triggers me because um it makes me look it makes me bloat like a lot it makes me bloat a lot it makes me break out it makes me bloat it makes me like i'm literally setting myself up for failure by doing such a thing as indulging in gluten so you know without even realizing it really my brain kind of just like shut that portion of myself off and was like no we're not in the mood to eat that we're in the mood to eat greens so i've been eating greens but i think like before I don't think I would have done that like I don't know I've been feeling a little conflicted lately because I feel like I say before and then what I mean is like before therapy and then after therapy and like setting myself up for failure creating these boundaries you know setting myself up for success as opposed to setting myself up for failure but recently like I've really been feeling like I regret starting therapy I really have been feeling like that. And it's, it's because doing the good thing is hard. And especially when you're doing the good thing for so long and you're trying so hard and nothing's changing. You're changing and you may have like a little glow to you. You may have a pep in your step. You may feel like a little bit more joy, but your circumstances aren't changing. The world around you isn't changing. Like you're real life isn't changing. And I think that's hard because like a lot of the times what we want is instant gratification and it, and it hasn't, it's not even, I'm not asking for instant gratification. I'm asking for a year long gratification, but that's not been happening because we're on, I'm on a different timeline than whatever the fucking universe has planned for me. That stupid bitch. But it's on its own time and I just have to be fucking patient, I guess. That's what I keep hearing is I need patience. But you get to a point where like a year goes by and you feel like, like here's what's really triggering me and like upsetting me to my fucking core. A year ago, I was sending out query letters and I was getting rejection letters back. So I spent a year working on this fucking book, taking in all the, all the critique that these people gave me, everything. Do you know how fucking jarring it is to look at your email, scroll to the bottom, 
and see that on this same date a year ago, you got the same rejection from the same agent. It's very jarring and it is soul crushing. It really is. And like, and that's just been what I've been struggling with. And like every day, every day is like another thing. And it's like, damn, then what the fuck did I do this for? If I'm getting the same result. And I know that that's not true. And I know that in the long run, it'll pay off. But like at face value, it literally is like, what am I doing this for? A year ago, you know, almost a year ago, I started going to the gym. I lost a little bit of weight. I look a little different. I feel different for sure. But it's like, at the end of the day, I am still a three-letter world that starts with F and ends with T. So it's like, okay, that's cool. But like, I'm still in this category and people are still going to treat me a certain way because I am. So it's just like, I'm getting to that season where everything is going back to the, I'm meeting the start of the, the racetrack again. I'm, I'm headed back to the starting line for a new year. And it's just the same place. And it's really taking a lot of mental energy. I'm, I've been a very brave little girl. (laughs) It's taking a lot of mental energy not to let that absolutely suck my soul out of me. Because it is so demoralizing. And it's like, I, I mean, the only, the only fix for it is to just keep pushing yourself. And like, I'm keeping pushing myself and setting new goals and all that. And it's just like, damn, am I just going to go my whole life without, with this feeling, like being stuck here. And like, I am stuck here. Like, I feel like I'm stuck here. Like, and it's so annoying. It's just like, it grosses me out. Like, like you, I've, oh my God, like you work really hard for something and then you have nothing to show for it. And it's not even like you're trying to prove anything to anybody. It's just so you know that your work paid off and it just hasn't. And like, that has really been a struggle. But the fucking thing is, if you stop now, you will very much be actually where you started. If, like, stopping an inch from the starting line, you might end up two inches back before where you started. So that is just, like, an annoying thing. But I also know that I'm not the first person to feel this way and that I just honestly just have to keep pushing myself and to just keep going because like this is the thing I've been going to the gym for a year I hate how I look now whatever that's just the fact of it sometimes I really do be feeling myself but this week in particular hate it but I know that if I just stop and I start on some shit that I will be right back where I started in less than a year in six months I don't know who the fuck is playing speed racer outside but I'm recording a podcast you need to shut the fuck up because I've actually been there before, lol. When I was in high school, like, I lost a good amount of weight. And then I gained it all back. And then a lot more. And then I lost more weight. And then I gained it all back. And it's just, like, at what time, at what point do I stop that? <laughs> like, that is the last, like, this is the last time that I want to start that process over. So I pretty much know that, like, yeah, it's been a, a year and I'm not really where I want to be, but 
it might take another year to get there. And that's better than spending the next year going back further into a place I don't need to be. And yeah, I spent a year rewriting that book and being met with a lot of, you know, bad news. And I'm honestly like, I don't want to say like I've given up because I haven't. And given up is not the word for it. But I have resigned certain ideas that I had about that book. Because, like, I was hoping that that book would be the one to get me signed, would be the one to get me an agent. And, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I've had a lot of success with it. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's these small victories that, like, don't pay off (laughs) in the fucking end. When it comes to writing books and, like, querying, writers get excited when you get a manuscript request. Because that means you basically pass the first level. And a lot of people don't get past that first level. Now, after the manuscript request, like, there's two things that can happen, which is, like, I would call them, like, mini levels. You get a form rejection. You're still at level one. Um, you get a detailed email that tells you where things went wrong. I've, I've reached the, you get a detailed email asking, telling you where things went wrong. Um, I have somehow also like almost just fucking bypassed that whole process as well. And just almost, I, I, (laughs) and then there's the third level, which you need the agent to get to, which is the editor and they read it and they buy it or they don't. It's as simple as that. Somehow I got to that point. I don't know how that happened, but I did. And they didn't buy it. But, you know, that one decision could have changed a lot for me. But obviously, that wasn't my time. I'll accept that, I guess. Um, And so that was hard. And, like, those are small victories. Like, yeah, they are. But at the end of the day, when I want to be horrible to myself, I look at it and I say, you haven't done much. You're still at the same place. But I'm not. And I have to keep reminding myself that. Like, I thought this book was going to be, like, my debut novel. That's what I wanted really badly to be. But I don't think it's going to be. Because I think... I think I have diff- I have more ideas. Obviously, I'm a writer. I constantly have ideas. But I have more ideas. And I think that one of those is going to be it. And then this this nuanced book. This book that is so much honestly, um, will be the second one because out of the gate, unless you're already, unless like you have a name to yourself, it's not like, it's not, um, what's the word? I don't want to say glitzy. Okay. It's not, it's not, good enough for a wide audience like i keep thinking about gone girl gone girl was rosamund pike's what lol i was about to say gone girl was rosamund pike's third book it wasn't it was gillian flint's third book and her first two books got made into movies but gone girl was really the one that like boom that was like oh my god this bitch is crazy in her head and you know if she had felt discouraged after her first book and then her second and she stopped 
And she didn't write Gone Girl. Bitch. I wouldn't even know who Rosamund Pike is. The fuck? I wouldn't know the cool girl monologue like the back of my hand. I wouldn't know the phrase, wax strip my pussy raw. I would not know. Do you know how much less of a person I would be if I didn't know that? A lot, honestly. I would not know what Emily Ratatowski's boobies look like if it wasn't for Gillian Flynn. I would not know that David Fincher... Bro, this is like the craziest fact I've ever learned about a movie. And I think it's just... I don't know, it speaks volumes. I'm not going to say what it speaks, but it speaks volumes. The fact that David Fincher felt like he didn't need to direct uh, Ben Affleck about how to be a cheating, shitty husband. He said it came like second nature to him. I wouldn't know that fact. I And I'm so intrigued by that fact. I feel like that is a conversation for a different day, but I'm very much intrigued by that fact. But if um, Gillian Flynn had given up, I would not know these things. So hopefully in the future, when I don't give up, which I'm not, obviously, I don't have a choice. Hopefully in the future, when I don't give up, some dumbass girl can say the same thing. And she'd be like, if it wasn't for Divine Philemon, I would not know this and this. I would not know the phrase. I don't know. Wax strip my titty raw. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, so, ooh, not my nose running. I think this, what was this podcast supposed to be about? I think it was supposed to be about a uh, body image. We've strayed far from God. But, um, but yeah, so I guess I, I'm not, I guess the point of this is to say that I'm not quitting anything, bitch. I'm here to stay. Honestly, it was really hard for me to record today because I had a list of things I need to get done and I knew that this was on them, but like, I was just so sad. <laughs> I had a hard time today. I had a hard time at the gym. I was just very self-conscious. Like, I was just having a day. I was really just having a day. And I got... And I was like... I literally aimlessly drove for, like, two hours. And then I went to Starbucks to go sit in there and do work. And these motherfuckers had all their chairs put up. And I was like, bitch, you're telling me I can't sit here and do my work? And they're like, no, sorry, we're closed. So I had that, and then I went home, and I wanted to do, like, a Halloween look where, like, I wanted to do the contest from American Horror Story Hotel, like, Gaga's, and I had, I had done my eyebrows blonde one time, and I was gonna wear my blonde wig, but that wig is tight, my hair started hurting, um, like I said, the pug had no bones today, so everything was just going wrong. So the wig was too tight on my head, and she was tangled. She was tangled. I couldn't get my comb through it. The wig was so fucking tight. And then when I tried to, I couldn't find my purple glue stick, which you need to do blonde eyebrows. Couldn't find her, so I tried to use Elmer's glue. <laughs> I tried to use Elmer's glue to lay down my eyebrows. It didn't work. I wasted so much makeup. And then I washed my face. And then I was like, you know, I'll be sport, not sporty, scary spice. And I was. And then I had on a cute shirt. And then I felt self-conscious. So I took it off. And now we're in the the sweater. And then then I recorded. And then I hated what I recorded. Because I almost started crying like 17 fucking times. So, you know, I think this was a better second attempt. Mm-hmm. I think we got through it. We did good. I'm proud of me. Because I, I, 
I really wanted to get this done. Um, not get it over with. I wanted to get it done because I, you know, I feel like there are these times where like you really have to make a decision to stick to something. And this was one of them, no matter how shitty you feel and you have to be consistent through the shittiness. So, um, I'm proud of myself for that. So, you know, I hope you guys are having a better time than me. Um, this Mercury retrograde, wow, she came at me hard, I ain't gonna lie. Every, like, issue I could have, I just had it this week. Really did. Um, and not to mention I was on my period. That was really great. And then I got triggered left and right. So, I was just really having a blast this week, you guys. It was a good week for me. Mm Mm-hmm. This was a great week for me. So, you know, I hope you guys have a better week. Um... The next time I see you, hopefully I'm in a much better space. Um, I'm going to really practice some self-care. I've been trying to practice some self-care, but you know, that can also be a challenge when you're down in the dumps. So, um, I will practice some self-care and I will record the dating episode another time because baby, I am not in the mindset I really am not. I started crying like six times and I said too much of my business. <laughs> I I just, I said too much. I really did. The filter was gone. Like, God. So, yeah. Um, yeah, follow me on Twitter at WordS, W-O-R-D-E-S. And on Instagram. I made an official Instagram for this podcast, you guys. It's called Sorry, You're My Therapist. Correctly spelled, by the way. No periods in between anything. But if you didn't catch that, I'm still at Vine Philo, V-I-N-E-P-H-I-L-O, and I have it in the link in my bio. So, you know, share it with your friends. Um, Whatever you're listening on, like it, save it, and, you know, share it so that we can reach a broader audience. (laughs) So, yeah, I hope you guys have a really nice day, and... Honestly, tweet at me. If this retrograde kicked your ass as much as it kicked mine, commiserate with me. Let's make each other feel better because golly am I, I'm recovering. I am. I'm in recovery. So I'll see you guys later. Love you very much. Kisses. Mwah. Mwah. Kisses to all.